This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Welcome to My Worst Date. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. And I went out this morning early. I woke up for Chris. And so I went out into the living room and his EW was sitting there. And first of all, I picked it up because it was Bridgerton on the cover. I was like, oh, tell me it's everything. Happening. So it's happening. It's happening. Even without my boyfriend, the Duke. I know, dude. Ugh. Anyway, so one of the articles was talking about the best TV couples. It's like a, clearly a very February issue of like, like we're going to talk about love because it's, you know, February. Season, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, they did like the top, I think it was like 30 TV couples. And I was very intrigued because I was like, okay, tell me everything. And of course there was like your, you know, the go-tos you had like the Jim and Pam. Uh, yes. Yeah. Jim, Jim and-, and Pam, Phil and Viv. Right? Oh, no, they weren't on there. What? I know. Um, uh, I think that they have such a. I mean, even though like Aunt Viv got switched, you're out, like which uh, Aunt Viv, right? <laughs> Viv I mean, one or two? Viv one. Viv one rules. Um, but like that relationship, I think is so like I love it. Yeah, Ugh. man. And you know what's so devastating? I know it's. I don't even want to bring it up, but like to me, growing up, it was Cosby. Like, yes, that I, I was, actually was going to say that as well. Like it, they were sucks. such a. Well, I mean. Uh, I think that that's the thing that like a lot of people have trouble grappling with. Like you can acknowledge that like Cosby, the person is an absolute fucking monster. And I don't think any of us would ever say otherwise. Right. While also recognizing the cultural impact of that show and like the positive impact, especially like, you know, for, for my family, for like the black community, like that show Mm. was like, so, so impactful in a, in a really positive way. You had a lawyer and a doctor. a doctor married to each other with this very healthy yes. family dynamic. Um, it was so yeah. yeah. Bill Cosby, Oof. trash, 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 <laughs> trash. There's actually a Showtime documentary called yes. "We Need to Talk About Cosby" yeah. that I've been meaning to watch. Me too, because I have I'm to like, be in the right headspace. Yeah, same. Because yeah. I'm like, I I feel the exact same way. Where I do feel like the show itself was incredibly impactful, and it's very difficult to know what to do with that now. Yeah, knowing, and it's why so many people. I think want to be in denial about it, you know, especially like within the black community. So many people want to be in denial about Cosby, but you don't have to be like, you can just say, you know, this, this show was meaningful and impactful on my life and on a community and, you know, on the time that it was created. And he is a monster, a monster, you know, those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Dude, they did a show based on Cosby uh, for the brand new Law and Order. And I was like, oh, oh dude. My Where yes. someone murders yeah. him, I think. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, spicy. I gotta be honest, you guys. I didn't love it. I didn't either. And I, didn't I was so it. excited. I, I was, was like, so Law excited. and Order's coming back. Oh, my God. It was like, just blah, blah. more was cop porn. Mediocre. It was Sorry. mediocre. It was really, it I was, was like. And Anthony Anderson coming in with that hot take of like. You know, well, you know, victims need like love too, or whatever. Like they deserve respect, even or if you they're... mean the um, like perpetrators. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, he was a victim. 
Uh, I just was like, woof. Feels unnecessary. I don't I don't love that take. To at say. All. Yeah. You know, I recently discovered, speaking of um monsters, and I can't believe I'm I'm outing myself this way on on this podcast. But I recently discovered that Harvey Weinstein and I have the same sun Oof. and moon sign. Oof. Ooh. And I'm like, God, oh, why would you know? And I took that personally. Yeah. I was like, Chris and Alex Jones. <laughs> oh. oh. Yikes. Well yeah, I I've been I've been on quite the journey trying to figure out Eric's like just all over the place with his so is mine sun, mine is a mess mine is a mess i want to hire someone to break it down because i'll be someone. like you in danger girl like this situation <laughs> is um not great like <laughs> i need to know like have we figured out anthony's actual birth uh-huh. time yet nope. so nope. I, I feel like he's sitting on it for I a owe- reason no, he doesn't know. He really doesn't know. I owe you and Anthony an apology because I did look at Dylan's birth certificate and it does not. It looks just like Anthony's. It does not have the time. Yeah. So to let the listeners in on this, if you're we, from Ohio, we need help. We need help. Like, because we have been trying to figure out Anthony's chart, like his birth chart, right? Because he is the least Aquarius Aquarius I've ever That's met true, in my right? life. So I'm like, there's something going on. Like you're like moon and rising. There's like a situation happening here. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to know what it is. So we need to know your birth time. So we have an accurate like like birth chart. And so he got he he asked his mom. She doesn't remember. Okay, the woman is 70 years old with four children. Listen, it's all mixed up. My son's only 25. I can do not ask me what right. So he got out his birth certificate and it's like, it's doesn't have, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It doesn't yeah. have a birth time on it. So then he called it's, the hospital. The hospital got rid of the records because they're too long ago. So then he contacted, <laughs> he contacted the state and paid to have a copy of his birth certificate sent here. And it's the same thing he already had that doesn't have a time yeah. on it. What's happening in Ohio that they're not putting birth times on a birth What's certificate? What's happening in Ohio is yeah. a great question to ask <laughs> Just a in lot general. of times. <laughs> Just across the board. So and we're from there. So yeah, I feel exactly. Like I can say, I can that say it. I can say it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Back to TV couples. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. took a turn. Yeah. Um, but speaking of really quickly, I do have a person who does like full birth charts. So oh, FYI. Totally I'm interested to know. In also, too, there's a lot of Aquarian traits that Anthony has that I think you know so I I wouldn't be surprised though if he was like an Aries or a fire sign rising he's got a lot of gregarious energy yeah I I don't see a lot of Aquarius in him Mm. you know I I just don't see a ton of it some but like not very much um I can feel I can feel just because I can feel a lot of our um, specifically not to call you out but male listeners rolling their eyes at this entire astrology (laughs) conversation uh the world is falling apart. Let yeah. us cling to whatever it's the apocalypse thing. <laughs> yeah, like I, I get it. I get it. It's not like a, <laughs> it's not science. I understand. However, like I just let us have something that we can point to that offers us some comfort Scumping. that maybe we might know anything about this unknowable universe. Yeah, please. Yep. Anyway, that TV couples. <laughs> <laughs> all right so why don't we um i mean we don't have to go by their list why don't we pick our own favorite tv couples okay i will, i'm gonna go with Dwayne and <gasps> whitley yes <gasps> from a different world yes oh i loved them i wanted this is 
Oh. This says a lot about me. I wanted to be Whitley. Like, oh, yeah. I wanted to be that like high maintenance, expensive ass bitch. Yeah. Like whenever I was a kid. And wow. I wanted Dwayne. <laughs> oh. oh. With those glasses that Ooh. flip up. So cute. Okay. This Whew. is problematic looking back at it, but the TV couple that I have to say that really like got me where I was like, I am very invested. My heart will break if something happens is Jim and Pam. Jim and I know it's so cliche, but no, like it's very, it's of a time. (laughs) I never watched the Uh, office and I didn't watch it until a few years ago. And then I watched, I did watch the whole thing. Um, but I understand, like, I know who Jim and Pam are. So, I mean, for somebody who didn't even watch the show to know, I mean, that was a real. Yes. Yeah. They are a situation essential. And, you know, I TG- read TV couple. that they were actually because you've you've watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They were going to have Jim sleep with that chick. Mm-hmm. They were going to have Jim cheat on Pam. And people like Jim was like, I cannot literally. They, no, I yeah. cannot. People would. Right. I would have lost my mind. Like yeah. I would have been so upset. It's amazing how invested you get into something that is not real at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking Absolutely. of our astrology conversation, yeah. Yeah. as well as these made up couples, but it really would have been yes. um, a mess if he had cheated. I needed to believe in a strong love at the time. And yeah. that was, you know what? I'm going to take it back to a show that was formative for me growing up and I'm going to go with Corey and Topanga okay. from oh. Boy Meets World oh, <laughs> because wow. that relationship to me, I mean, I grew up with that show. I w- would watch it. It was always on TGIF on ABC, mm-hmm. which was like that. Um, Do they end up together in the end? I don't yes, think I they ever stay together. Watched- they get married. And they're like childhood sweethearts. Yeah, they they meet in elementary school, and uh-huh. she's like the like hippie weirdo, and like he like doesn't like her or whatever. And then of course they get together in in like middle school and high school. And yes, there's a lot of, to be said about like she decides not to go. Like she, she's so smart, she's the valedictorian, and she decides not to go to like Harvard or Yale or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. so that she can stay with Corey. Ooh, which like is that. not which is not I like that message. The best, but I mean, this was the, it was the 90s. Exactly. Um, oh my God. Why so sacrifice that? for a man? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's plenty of that in the Jim and Pam thing, and that was the 2000s. So. Yeah. I mean, and it did go into the 2000s as well. But yeah, that was yeah. the vibe at the time. Um, But I was very invested. I mean, that was like, I'm like, if they break up, then love is dead. You oh, know, yeah. like that was the feeling of, of Corey and Topanga. It's like childhood soulmates different world was so long ago i can't even remember i think that they end up together but i'm like i don't even remember how that show ends. i'm pretty sure that they do end up together but they have more ups and downs that's I right i think than it's very the, roller coaster yeah. yeah it is i mean Corey and topanga obviously you can't have a relationship since elementary school that doesn't have a lot of like ups and downs i think they break up at one point and get back together like mm-hmm. a, you know but i feel like Dwayne and whitley i love that relationship they're because spicy and because you see them like really struggle with their differences a, a lot. Yeah. I think in a different world because she is so like bougie, certain yeah. kind of like we, there's like a class thing there. And I think she really struggles with loving Dwayne because he's so not that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like like she sees herself with like some Harvard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Doctor. Big wig. Lawyer. Yes. Doctor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he's not that and so for her she struggles through that whole like 
can I love somebody but who I love doesn't you. meet that standard, yes. that like elusive yes. pipe dream that I had set out for myself. And she's definitely that like type A personality mm-hmm. who has like set out her entire life in front yes. of her. Well, I yeah. definitely identified with that when I was watching it when I was a kid. Cause yeah. I've been type A since I can remember. Since you were born. I, I, yeah. We saw that picture of you with a lamb. <laughs> Look at this fucking sheep. <laughs> yeah. No, it is ingrained in me where like I, I've always from as long as I can remember it's not it's not so much the doctor lawyer thing I don't have respect for people that aren't um I don't want to say ambitious but no, aren't you're right. pushing themselves and if someone's not pushing themselves for some kind of growth be it emotional or like on the job front or something if someone is not actively trying to better themselves better themselves then I have no respect or no room for them in my life. And sometimes that's like an intense, like that is a, a failure for me too. Dude, is I, that sometimes like to your own detriment, to my yeah. own detriment, I that I don't allow that. people slack, including myself. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So I understand that. So yeah, the so Dwayne hard. and Whitley thing really got me, you know, where I'm just like, you know, I need to chill on these quote unquote standards or sometimes shooting myself in the foot mm-hmm. from having a well, good person. I, I think you know, I, I think that Christina, you and I maybe are similar in that, like we have, and I think we've discussed this before. Like, I sometimes struggle with in my head. I have a very like thorough internal world, right? Where like in my head, I will plot out this is going to happen, mm-hmm. and then this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen, and you plot like so far down the line that then sometimes you don't know what to do when something life throws you a curveball and you're like whoa 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 this isn't how no, no, I no. planned oh, this not- right oh like and how do I readjust because like this isn't how this was supposed to go and I I feel that in Whitley like I feel mm-hmm. like she mm-hmm. very much like came to school and was like I'm gonna come to school I'm gonna get my degree I'm gonna and meet a doctor at school that's right. we're gonna get married we're gonna have this kind of house we're gonna have this many kids my life is gonna look like this yeah and then she meets Dwayne and he throws a wrench into all of her plans yeah and I Love it. Yeah, Dwayne is is the best road bump or like speed bump yes. along the uh, way. He's yeah. so oh, hot he's too. Such perfection. Yeah. I had the the biggest crush on that him. That smile. Ooh. Mm. He's got such a great smile. Ooh, the glasses. The oh <laughs> yeah. God, I was in love. Can we also talk about him. how hot Daniel Fischel is though? <laughs> like I think Daniel Fischel Topanga uh, is yes, like yeah. so hot. Oh, yeah, so she's pretty. gorgeous. Yeah. And that's that's what makes me I like hearing hearing that and I feel like I knew that or saw that somewhere and I I never seen the end of it before but hearing that she like gave that up yeah. is so triggering <laughs> to yeah, me. Where me too. I'm just like Ugh. yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Somebody I mean, that's made similar choices Corey, it's like that man ain't going to pan out for you. But that fucking certificate will yeah, girl, that's right. secure the bag. Yeah, Corey right. wasn't smart enough to get into uh into well, that's Corey's fault. It sounds like a Corey yeah, problem to me. Yes. Um yeah. I need to know more about Jim and Pam. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. So for me, it's kind of the same as reading like the romance novel, yes. the will they, won't they of it, of the first like couple seasons, how it like Jim has loved Pam and they have this great relationship of like friendship. And she's with trash. She is with a man who doesn't a man value her. Who doesn't value yeah. her and is just not not a good dude. Been engaged to him for like nine years. He's dragging his feet on marrying her. And Jim Oof. is all the time just watching it, kind of like biding from his time, sidelines. loving loving from afar. You know? What's great about their relationship and what keeps it still in my head is that 
um, Jim's love, there's something about that that allows Pam to grow and become stronger to start to stand up for who she is and what she wants. She starts to believe what he sees. Yes. Yeah. Which is which is nice. And I'll I always like that. remember that casino night mm-hmm. kiss mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, won't we when all? He, oh, my God. And when they do finally get married, I love their wedding episode because it's like everything that could go wrong does go wrong. They're not enjoying themselves. They're not having fun. And so they decide to kind of like, spoiler alert, they decide to kind of like sneak off and and get married just them. And then they come back to the the chapel and, and do it in front of everyone. And then it doesn't matter because right. it's like they've already the thing. done it. Yeah. So like they've taken all the pressure off and it's really just like sweet. Now, yes. Towards the later seasons, yes. I could see what the writers were trying to do to introduce conflict yeah. into their relationship with Jim Finding another passion and meanwhile, Pam's bogged down with like family and there seemed like they were trying to introduce strife into the, the right. situation. Right, I mean, and even, even then, like, yeah, a lot has been written about that relationship. Like there's so many like opinion pieces about the, like that weird message that was sent in the early 2000s about like these grand gestures of romance that are actually like kind of toxic like right. he buys a house without telling Pam oh I hate yes. that um, and it's supposed to be romantic right like and she's like you bought me a house and it's like happy and we're happy but in he real didn't life communicate with right. her and I the same that. yeah there there are issues like looking back at it like through like 15 years later sure. new you're lens. like ooh, like that wouldn't be yeah, Good. but at the time, I mean, who didn't want to be with Jim Halpert? Like, oh. he had that like floppy haircut that like <laughs> he and he was funny and silly and like I was in love. Yeah. I was smitten with Jim yeah. Halpert. I, yeah, weren't we all? Yeah. Like it, it was a it was a and there's vibe. an attainability to it as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, yeah, something yeah. really attainable. Like, oh, that's a real life guy. I could totally see myself with. Right. All right. I think I know what I'm gonna do. Okay, you go. All right. Well, I am going to marry. Dwayne and Whitley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I am because I love that. I love that they challenge each other. I love that they're better because of each other. Yeah. yeah. I love that they just, there's chemistry, but there's also a respect, a really strong respect. I mean, this is the first woman character that I saw really being just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I am the bitch. Mm-hmm. I am the boss. And oh, I, I loved am, that in the 90s. She, yes. Like there were a few characters like that yeah. in the 90s who were like, I'm I'm bougie and I own it. Yeah. Like I like that I'm this way and yeah. like I don't care that everybody I'm else not apologizing. thinks whatever about me. No like, apologies. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. Neither of them were apologetic about who they were and they were just so authentically themselves and I love that. And I love that. That's what I would want in a marriage. Right. Yeah. Right? Would want like I don't have that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I would want if I was married. I am married. Yeah. We're 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 really great. That like is we're fine. It. Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> we're just like this. Um I am going to fuck Jim and Pam because that will they won't they thing is hot as fuck. Yeah. So that when it does happen, you're like, it gives you the full body tingles. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's that casino kiss is like magical for like a moment because you want it so bad. and Both of them want it, but they're not supposed to want it. And Mm -hmm. it's like that forbidden love thing. Stop it. I mean, yeah. Stop. stop. The only kiss that's hotter than that kiss is the new girl kiss that happens i love new girl when he when nick grabs jess and he's like i meant to kiss you like this yeah that is the hottest fucking kiss that That has ever been i'm like "Mm." goosebumps goosebumps (laughs) i love that show so much i know that show is 
is underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, agree. agree. But and yeah. Uh, so yeah, for the the latter of those, yeah, it's all right. I have to. I I'm sorry. Like there that. I don't know enough about that storyline to have been invested in it. So, but that yeah. not going to college because of some boy. Well, that she is did go tough. to college. Well, but yes, I mean, she but didn't not go taking to... the opportunity mm-hmm. and the advantage of having what she could have because of a guy just is really, that is really triggering for me. Yeah. I... Whitley wouldn't have done that. No, Whitley, Whitley, wouldn't, Whitley have, wouldn't have done that. Whitley wouldn't have. <laughs> Pam, Pam would have. have. Yeah. 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 Pam would have. You know, for me, I think I'm going to fuck Whitley and Dwayne. I mean, they're hot. Uh, because of these couples, I think they're the hottest. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's You're it. right. I, I think of these couples, one, I think they're the hottest. Two, I think that they would be the most exper- experimental in bed. Oh. Like, of the three of them. Like, Absolutely. The other, the other two couples are a little vanilla, a little, like, milk toast. Um, so <laughs> Absolutely. I um, am going to fuck them. I think that that would be a really good time. I also just want to hang out with their friends. Like, I'm like, they seem like that would be a good time. Yes. Um. I'm going to marry Corey and Topanga. I, there is something about. You're invested in them. I'm invested in them. Like I, they were, that was one of my favorite shows growing up. And then also just, there's something very, they were an example of like two people who kind of like were drawn together and on a, on a magnetic Mm. kind of level. And you know, and because that was the kind of like that's the big scene that everyone always remembers is that one point Topanga moves away, her parents move her away, and she comes back in the middle of the night in the rain, and it's that whole like very romantic, can't be apart, you know, kind of thing, which has its Oof. own element of toxicity. I, I understand, know, but it does. There is something very romance novel that mm-hmm. like you just are like, oh man, I want that. Yes, yeah. Because, like you kind of know that it's and maybe it's the toxic, but yeah, <laughs> at the same yeah. time you're like. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's the final seasons of The Office for me that kind of taint that. Mm. But I feel like that marriage is more likely to fall apart than Corey and Topanga. I do. I do definitely uh, agree with you in that. I wish that the trajectory of growth that they had Pam on kept going. Yeah, because I feel like her her character just stopped stalled out like had children and then kind of like stalled yeah yeah and, and I, I wanted to see her still continue to grow and, yeah. and become more strong i mean we just had that that patreon movie of, of fried green tomatoes and mm-hmm. talking about kathy bates's that's, character that's how they're gonna of end up. Con- continuing to grow and i do feel you're exactly right i do feel it's going to be like that right like they, there's gonna have to be a lot of like Corey and Topanga have been together for so long in one way or another that I feel like they will always put in the work and they communicate to each other mm-hmm. um that like I feel like that is a marriage that's going to sustain mm-hmm. and so yeah. I'm like I I like the stability of, I don't, of that relationship I don't see uh the communication being as strong within Jim and Pam's yeah. relationship. Yeah. And sure. so, yeah. So that's, that's why I would let them go. Not that I, and again, mm. like absolutely. <laughs> I understand the vibe of that relationship and how meaningful that was like at the time. And of course, like Jim loved Jim. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And those, those moments where he, you know, was romantic or whatever, that is something that I know at the time I was craving yeah. so mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. I was missing that 
someone just seeing you and wanting you so badly. Yeah. And so I feel like that's the reason why it hit so hard is because that's what I wanted. That's yeah, what I absolutely. needed. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but now looking back at it, I was like, mm, he's kind of using that as a substitution for real conversation and meaningful connection. But <laughs> you're like, now that I can <laughs> diagnose that a little deeper. Yeah. Now I'm like, mm. yeah, I, I honestly, I think I'm going to marry Whitley. Specifically, just Whitley. Just her. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, not Dwayne. I love it, actually. I, yeah. No, no, Dwayne and Whitley. I, I definitely agree with everything that's been said. There is something to be said for opposites attract. And the way, like you said, that they communicate and they make each other better. I mm-hmm. think um, there's real growth that's happening there. And that is attractive to me. Again, that's what I said. I'm turned on by growth and by that kind of thing. So I'm going to marry that also hot so and then <laughs> i think i think i'm gonna fuck Corey and topanga okay i just see that being more of a fun time than i think fucking jim and pam being in the middle <laughs> middle yeah. of that there there seems like maybe there's a stronger foundation between Corey and topanga to bring a third in and it would be fine <laughs> there's a silliness <laughs> with Corey and topanga too that i feel like could be really fun yeah like where it's just like there's like a a, a kind of like silly understanding like heartedness that like yeah there's something really inherently wrong about thinking that jim and pam have sex in any other Oof. position than the missionary. missionary. Yeah, I yeah. don't see I, I don't see that. him flipping her over oh, and like no. taking her from behind. That's no. just it's not it's not okay. I can't even say it out loud. No. I can't even finish the sentence. I also I don't see them having a threesome. Like I oh. really don't see it happening. No. Can I you imagine like, Whitley allowing a threesome? No. No. I I don't. I don't. But like I I feel like I think Whitley Jim, would if it was another man. <laughs> yeah, That's the only yeah. threesome she would have, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she gets to pick yeah. for sure. Oh, she's completely in control of that entire yeah. <laughs> encounter. Yes, yeah. completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I feel like Jim and Pam. Like it's, it, I think maybe it's because it's the way the office is shot, where it's supposed to be uncomfortable. Like you know, there's like yeah. that really uncomfortable way that that that's kind of like the whole thing is that that show is awkward. Yeah, and I feel like the sex would also be awkward. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Jim is yeah. gonna make Jim face to the camera Ugh. during sex. <laughs> no, you know, oh, no. and you're like, you know, pulling oh, no. faces. <laughs> oh no! I am so glad though that we're all in agreement on the Nick and Jessica kiss being like oh, yeah, the hottest of thing of all time. Sorry, yeah. when you said Nick and Jessica, I, know, I immediately I like, thought about Nick Lachey and Jessica. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> Took a second. And I was like, "Whoa, hold on." Well, um, that's a whole nother thing. That yeah, I know. Cass and I will talk about off air because <laughs> I did watch the reunion. Oh no, no, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about like the newlyweds that MTV show oh, with Nick Lachey and Jessica yeah. Simpson. What? What? You don't wait. <laughs> you don't tuna? remember this? I Chicken don't of the no. Sea. Oh, yes, I do yes. know about that. Yeah. I thought there was a new thing no. that they did together. And no, I was no. like, wait, what? No. no. Okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Well, that was a really fun. Wait, F&K. I need to know. Nick and Jessica, what are you talking about? I'm lost. Nick and Jessica from New Girl. Oh, that Nick and Jessica. Okay. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. 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 Nick I'm Miller with you. Yes. And Jess. Yes. New Girl. Yes. yes I'm here. Yeah. Got it. Back. <laughs> What Ooh. a fun, what a fun FMK. Um, we do have some new patrons that Yay. I want to shout out. Let's give them some recognition. So first of all, I just want to give a general shout out to the whole of Iceland because okay. y'all 
have constantly been turning out. We see our analytics and like we have been on the charts several times in Iceland. Yeah. Uh, very cool. I love it. Love would, to see it. Would love to come visit y'all someday. Uh, but we did get our first patron from Iceland. So a big shout out to Erna Kristen Elise Daughter. Hopefully I said your name correctly. <laughs> Please let me know if I did not. Welcome to our Patreon. We are so, so, so happy to have you. Uh, we will be getting you your rewards very, very soon. And big shout out also to Liam, who I believe uh, this, <laughs> I believe he might be from the UK. Nice. So shout out to you. Um, and Aaron and Meg, welcome Yay. to our Patreon family. We are so happy to have you. Um, we're so, so, so grateful for all of your support. Please let us know if you have any suggestions for FMK, Tainted Love, Would You Rather, or Tainted Love Movies. We always yeah. love to hear from you. Yeah. Love it. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? Sounds yes. good. And we're back. Okay. I'm going to go first. I have... Um, I have to tainted love. I can't even words. Hold on. This isn't going to be great. It's okay. We Good took a start. break and our brains just fully shut off. <laughs> I understand. It's completely stopped working. All right. So <clears throat> I was 24 at the time and had just gotten out of a relationship. I was a single mother, so I only had very small amount of time. I could go on dates and had a hard time meeting guys outside of the dating apps due to my work schedule. I was also new to the dating thing, so I didn't really know the proper etiquette for these things. I matched with a guy on Hinge and we agreed to meet for coffee at a local Starbucks early in the day before I had to work later. Let's call him Steve. I showed up in casual summer clothes. It was like 80 degrees and walked in to see my match was about 6'3", wearing dress clothes. I okay. walked up to him. I, it, that's a, that's a energy. I feel like that's a lot. Yeah. He just came in very strong. Like, why are you like, in a three-piece suit, sir? Yeah. Oh. He's like, this is our wedding, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to make a good impression. Okay. And he boasted, oh, wow, you're actually cute. <laughs> Thanks. Apparently, he didn't anticipate the girl he was meeting up with for a date to be cute. He, we get in line to order, and I mentioned grabbing something small to eat because I hadn't eaten yet. He replied, Oh, I don't eat breakfast. Eating in the morning makes people fat. You really should look into that science. Whoa. Wow. Oh, okay. I don't love that. Look, and we all awful. know that you don't even like breakfast, but you don't say shit like Who that. Says that. No. And also, it's different strokes for different folks. Honestly. Like, if you really, really look at the science, um, look at the science. What works for one person will not, not work for the next person. Oh, so, so yeah, I, right. It's like some people thrive in the morning, <laughs> some people thrive in the evening, and you Ugh. know, meal times are the same. That's also is this guy a fucking doctor? Yeah, honestly, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, please show me your credentials. Sir. I rolled my eyes in my own head and intended to end the date early, but after we sat down with our coffee, he did manage to redeem himself a little with the conversation. Also, I'm sorry, you're in dress clothes at breakfast? I know. Are you going to church after this? Steve tells me he's dressed up because he worked at the car dealership and was also going to work later. Okay. Later, I realized it's a Sunday and car dealerships only stay open until about five. It was noon. So I think he was lying about having to go back to work. Uh, we decide to go for a walk. He, we walk through the park. Uh, parking lot and he mentions that he has a kitten at home that he had just newly got and needs to go home and check on him at some point he asked if i wanted to go meet him mm -hmm. yes do you know you how quickly me. yeah i'm yeah, like I'm, I'm about to get murdered free kittens would yeah. i go yeah. Yes. yeah i'm like a yeah. kitten 
I'm uh, there. All right. I'm, already, I'm willing to risk it. I'm already in your car. <laughs> Let's sir. go. Let's go. <laughs> what does it look like? Is even it a if black you did kid? tell me I'm going to get fat because I ate breakfast, yeah. I'm going to eat your kid. I'm going to eat, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat your kid. <laughs> you're getting. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. He asked if I want to meet him. I was extremely hesitant to go, but he assured me that he also lived with some family. He swore he'd bring me back to my car in time for work. So I agree. And we get into his car and go. We get to the house and walk inside and there's almost nothing in there. The living room has two couches, one small TV on an end table, and a bunch of magic, the gathering cards on the floor. Oh. He goes into the kitchen <laughs> and brings me the kit and to hold and introduces me to his brother who is playing video games in the kitchen and has earphones in and has no clue I'm even there. Doesn't even look up. Mm-hmm. Steve and I go into the living room to sit and finish our earlier conversations. I sit on one end of the couch thinking that he'll sit on the other end and we could talk and we could look at each other's directions. Nope. He plops down directly next to me. Yeah. Puts his arm around me, pulls me into him and starts petting my hair. Mm-hmm. It's also weird in front of a family, family member. It, yeah. it, it's just, we don't know each other weird, like that. Weird vibe. That's also, it's, it's, very intimate like that kind of gesture feels very very intimate that yeah. like i don't want to do this like we just met we yeah. just met yeah. we've just had coffee together for a few minutes yeah i got really uncomfortable as i was really caught off guard my body language tenses up and he said you need to relax you're on a date you're so tense don't tell Ugh. me what to do don't tell me what to do. So ever. we just kept talking and I mentioned something about my uh, hormonal condition. He said, that makes sense. These are big and poked my <gasps> boob. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> Who just poke? No, I hate Too that. Too stunned to speak. Obviously, I wasn't exactly amused, but I was in a weird spot and didn't feel super safe to get co- confrontational. So I just asked where the bathroom was so I could have an excuse to create some physical distance. He showed me to the bathroom and I came out and I told him I needed to leave soon. To which Steve replied, how do you know what time it even is? There's no clocks in here. Amazed that I used my phone. I sat back down on the opposite couch he was sitting on. He got up and moved to sit next to me and hold on to me again. He pulled my chin up and leaned in for a kiss. I decided I was just going to take one for the team and get the hell out of there. How bad could it be? Well, he opened his mouth so wide, he literally bit my chin. Oh, he unhinged his jaw. Ew. Ew. We got a fucking alien situation. Oh, my God. (laughs) What are you, like a viper? Just unhinge your jaw? Or what is that? Uh, Uh, Ugh. I <laughs> nope I was done here I told him I needed to go home right now and he asked me how long I had and I said 15 minutes he asked if I'd like to go upstairs to his bedroom to finish our conversation 15 minutes real quick I declined I have to go now he drives me back <laughs> to my car kisses me bye and texts me later asking me to ha- please have another date because we really connected I said no thank you and blocked his number She's dabbing Neosporin on her chin yeah. when he bit her. Like, uh-uh. I really hope he never behaves this way on a date again. He I'm will. so grateful to be in a relationship and no longer have to be dating. What's so funny is he's like, 15 minutes, you want to go to get the bedroom in. real quick? I'm yep. like, honey, no, not even a little. 15 minutes? I'm like, you played yourself. You, you told played on yourself. yourself. You told yeah. on yourself because I'm like, you're obviously not talking about my pleasure then. No. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. No. On bikes. Okay. This is a listener story. Okay. 
I met a fella on Tinder. He lived over three hours from my Canadian home nope. in the U.S. How we matched, I'll never know. So we basically spent a couple of months chatting and getting to know each other as a meet was not possible. The opportunity arose for me to go for a visit. And since he lived in a ski resort area, I felt both adventurous enough and interested enough in a getaway to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Not recommending this behavior, but simply telling my story. Listen. No. Okay. Hey, yeah, I went hey. to Salt Lake City. I know. So. I, yeah. they, I, I wasn't going to say it. But <laughs> this no, is like it, a real Seattle Whistler type situation here. Yeah. Yeah. This was a ski resort, too. So she was probably like, oh, you know, there's probably some fun touristy stuff to do there. Yeah. Oh, you mean not sitting in an apartment with somebody with an ankle brace? Who's on house, house arrest? <laughs> oh, my In Salt Lake God. City. In Salt Lake City. <laughs> Listen. Listen. I'm not, you know, I'm just... Wow. That was a that, that was, was a whole, moment. What a time. That was a whole thing that happened. That was, <laughs> she does say though, not recommending this behavior, but simply telling my story. Anyway, things went well. He wasn't a serial killer, Thank and we God. and we had a jovial chemistry that verged on being immediately friend zoned. I think the panic of that realization led us to the boudoir, and well, one thing led to another, as they say. It wasn't great. In the morning, attempt two started out pretty rocky, but since I'm not one to be a quitter, mm. I followed his direction to see if things could improve. Communication. We love it. We yeah. love to see it. This guy enjoyed having his balls massaged. Okay. I had okay. never actually entertained this type of request before, but I gave it a shot. They were sweaty and it was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> sweaty ball sack. <laughs> uh, oh, I gotta love I how self-conscious that. I get about I like someone going down oh. uh-huh. or whatever. And, and like, men don't care at no. all. They do not uh-uh. care. And it is like all the stuff about like women being so like, oh my God, about how we smell down yeah. there. And I'm like, Honey. we just need to act like dudes. I mean, we because- had entire, like when we were at your house for your birthday, Christina, we had a whole conversation. All the girls chimed in on a whole conversation about like how we shave parts of our bodies that we can't see. Like the yep. like pretzel positions that we get into in the shower oh. to like make sure that that entire area is like shaved yep. when we can't even see, see back it. there. Oh, yeah. Like the energy that we put in Oof. to like looking a certain way and like maintaining Cleanliness that space and everything. Yep. When a man will just show up and just like put his dick and balls on the table, like it's it, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> um. Anyway, they were sweaty and it was awkward. Then all of a sudden, I perked up. What's this? I said. Oh, you no. have a third ball? Oh no, that's not a thing. <gasps> to which he replied, "Yeah, of course I do." <laughs> oh no, honey. What? What? This prompted a huh from me, as I had heard of that anomaly but had never been in its presence. Now, I mentioned earlier the direction our friendship was going. Very lighthearted, lots of silliness and teasing. However, he must have detected my true amazement as he suddenly pulled back and insisted, I do not have a third ball. I gently took his hand and introduced my discovery and replied, yes, yes, you do. And that was the end of the date slash weekend slash any romantic notions. Hard to think of anything but dying after such a discovery. Thankfully... It was not a tumor, but simply a buildup of undissolved sperm. What? Did you know that could happen? No. Okay, so full disclosure, my husband, when he got his... He got, vasectomy? Uh, his vasectomy. Uh-huh. They, he always thought he had three balls. He was like, yeah, that's a thing that can happen. Yeah. And his doctor was like, that's absolutely not a thing it's that can not? happen. It's not? That's what his doctor told him. 
now. I'm not a doctor. I'm only repeating what another doctor has told my husband in which he was like, three balls is not actually like a real thing. Normally it's a, it is usually not detrimental or deadly or anything like that. But many times it's just like a, like a cyst. cyst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people have cysts or whatever. And he's like, but it's not quote unquote a normal that is interesting because I always thought that it was, you know, a, I did too. So did Chris, happen, you know? well, Chris was like, you know, he'd felt it before, but he was like, uh, kind of felt like he was like, it's something he always had, but it was a cyst and they had to remove it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when he got his vasectomy, they were, they told him that. Uh, so anyway, sorry. but I certainly didn't know that you could have just like a clump of undissolved sperm in <laughs> there. Not, did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Just to build up of, <laughs> they just, what do they do? They just work it out. Also, or? I feel like that means you should jack off. Like, right? So all those t- all those times those people are telling you not to masturbate, yeah. I think they're wrong. Also, I think, yeah, what does cause a buildup of know. undissolved sperm? I think let's normalize being not as self-conscious about things that are happening down there. Yeah. I was just reading this Reddit uh, the other day about um, a woman that was really nervous because she was going on a third date with a guy that she really, really liked, and she was spotting so mm-hmm. it was like yeah, end, yeah. end of period spotting. And she's like, I don't know what to do. Should I cancel the date or whatever? And it's like, so it was so nice to read the amount of comments from men in there that were like, you know, just give a heads up. But it was like, yeah. you're in your thirties. Like yeah. we've dated women. Like it's not a fucking mystery that you guys are in your period. Like, yeah. right. I and mean, it's and not a big deal. I don't know why you would cancel the date anyway, anyway. because it's like, even if you're not comfortable having sex on your period which some people aren't i personally don't yeah. like it although spotting is a little different but i could see that if it's early on whatever right but i mean you just go in and if if things get to that point then you explain that at that point if it's yeah. someone that you like and you trust then it yeah. shouldn't be a problem like I, that's you know that's so. you said a lot but it, and especially yeah. but that guy knows it's there that guy has touched his penis before so like if he if he likes his balls massage she can be like hey just a heads up i have a a a thing down there you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. it's not although his initial reaction was like of course i do so i don't know if he thought it was just he got failed in in sex ed or something right i I don't know uh but the last sentence is he told his mother all about it and how i found it (laughs) okay (laughs) that that went too far i I mean i really feel like you could have told mom without uh going into detail about uh how that occurred but yeah you could have been like in the shower yeah yeah you got your own hands but thank you so much uh for writing that story <laughs> into awesome. us. Much appreciated. Oh, so glad we got man. that out there. <laughs> uh, all right. Mine I got from Reddit. This, this I, again, I, I don't know why this is so funny to me. It's just a very strange situation. So I'll just get into it. Um, I have to share my worst first date story. I was much younger and stupider at the time. Nowadays, I'd have bailed at the beginning. I love that yeah. this is the preamble to so Awareness. many stories where you're just like, look, I was an idiot. I know. I, <laughs> I know. know. It. Chatted with someone new on OkCupid. She seemed okay, lived about 20 minutes away, and was up for going to grab a casual dinner at a nearby sports bar a few miles away from her. The next evening, entrees ran about 12, 15 bucks. So it was nothing fancy. So I texted her when I was leaving to say I was looking forward to seeing her there. And she texted back to say, hey, I don't have a car. You'll need to pick me up from my apartment. Well, okay. I got her apartment complex's address. It was on the way. and I figured no big deal, though I was quietly surprised this hadn't been mentioned before then. I called when I reached the place and she wandered out. 
I was glad she wasn't a catfish, and I greeted her and put the sports bar's address in my GPS. She immediately said, hey, I actually have a better idea. Mm. Oh, no. I, mm. Oh, no. I feel like it's not going to be a better idea. Why do I feel that? Also, it just is. I'm wary immediately when people want to change the plans. <laughs> yeah. Like, once we're together, I'm like, no, we had a plan. We had a we plan. We had a plan. Let's stick to the plan. Exactly. <laughs> she told me that her aunt lives nearby. Oh, no. Make some delicious home cooking. No. And that we could go visit her and get a good meal for only $5 a plate. Why are you wait, paying wait, your wait, aunt? Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? Is your aunt McDonald's? This ship is should be at Wendy's. What? Like, what? What are you doing? What? You're trying to throw what? some business your what? aunt's way. I fucking love you guys because that's what? immediately the same reaction what? I had when I read it. I was like, wait. What? Hold on. Hold on. What? Hold on. What? Is no. Happening? What? That's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> no. Five dollars a plate, guys. <laughs> I oh. said that's nice, but I was really wasn't up for meeting family on a first date, and I'd rather just get to know her somewhere public. She really pushed for the five dollar oh, dinner. No. no. And I does she get a cut of it or <laughs> like what's right? The, why what's some kickback? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I stuck with no. She said, okay, she could go get something from there, and that way her dinner would only cost $5. She just really wants some of her aunt's fried chicken or something? I mean, like, maybe I... it's so good. I said, what the fuck? And I clarified that she was suggesting that we drive to her aunt's house, I pay her aunt to feed her, and she eats there, and then what? She said, well, then we can go to the sports bar and I'll just watch you eat. Why? Why? <laughs> None of this makes any no fucking sense. Fucking what weird. right happening? Can you imagine sitting in a car and having this discussion no. with somebody? It's so bizarre. Also, presumably, you've said that you don't want to meet her aunt. So she's going to go in, by get a plate of food and eat, eat it, it in the herself? car or eat it by herself. And like, while he waits there the car, like, and then they go to the sports bar and she watches him eat. I'm sorry. Why don't we just meet? later for a drink yeah my, why are my, we doing this you go eat with your aunt and we can meet up later or not at all or because not at now all. i feel now very why weird pay your aunt five dollars yes. to eat <laughs> what is happening the real question why that are you paying real. your aunt <laughs> that's right like like unless your aunt runs a restaurant Thank or something, you. in which case i'd be like yeah pay your friends and family for sure for their like the, the work <laughs> they put in but i'm like a home cooked meal like, i gotta pay five dollars you can't you can't get a big mac meal for five dollars anymore no. so like what I mean, are you paying for are you paying for the the, the plastic pleasure, utensils the, and the pleasure of eating with your aunt what's <laughs> going on oh no i need more information oh my gosh <sighs> so i told her this was not really a date and maybe we should try this some other time she said oh okay we can go out but, but do you mind if we drive by the aunt's house what? anyways? Because what is happening? I, I left my glasses there last no, night and I honey. need to pick them up. All right. Why does she want you to go to the honey. aunt's house so badly? Like, is right. she trying to hook you up with her aunt? What is going like, on? I right? don't understand. I honestly, I'm getting creeped out and this I would want to take her home. Like, no, I feel very creeped I'm done. out. Yeah. In fact, why don't you just go to your aunt's house? I'm going to drop you off and leave. Exactly. Are you, I feel like a, tra is this a trap? Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling very uncomfortable. So I reluctantly said, Sure. It was a few miles away, and we pulled up at the front of a kind of rundown little house in a bad neighborhood. Mm -mm. No. She asked if I'd like to come in, no. and I said, no, thanks. <laughs> she pushy. then hopped out of the car and held out her hand. I asked I what no. she wanted, and she rolled her eyes and said, the $5. <gasps> I said, 
I <laughs> yes. <laughs> I <laughs> she tweeted. <laughs> what is happening? Right? I no. can't stop laughing. I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> I'm so glad you guys oh find this as funny as I do because I'm just like I was reading this I was like first thing this morning and I'm like I'm so confused as to what is going on right now I would I'm leave like, her there I'm sorry like I'd be like I, in fact I'd give her the five dollars and I'd be like bye <laughs> yeah, yeah. screeching tires man that's all you're hearing go have a drink by yourself call your Honestly, buddies I'd be like your glasses cost five dollars now what is going, what on? Is going on you owe your aunt five dollars just say it <laughs> just say you owe your aunt five dollars fine whatever. whatever I said no, we're still not doing that. Did you actually need something from here? Or were you just hoping I'd forget on the way over? She said no. She needed her glasses. But was I sure? Because this is the cheapest meal we could ever get. Oh, my. I said, God. I'm paying no. for dinner. Don't worry Don't about worry it. Don't worry about it. Really? What's going on? What in the fuck is happening? She said, okay. And she <laughs> went in. It literally is typed out that way. <laughs> okay. And she went in. For a moment, I thought about driving away. You because should've. this really clearly wasn't someone I was going to want to see again. Then I thought, you know, she doesn't have a car. There's no other cars parked here. She's several miles from home I think at her night aunt in a can bad get her neighborhood. Home. I think it's fine. I can't leave just her. leave her here to walk back. <laughs> this guy is so she's nice. She's with her aunt. She's like, with her aunt. It's, it's family. Fine. Well, she's with an aunt that's going to charge her $5 to eat. So I don't know how much aunts charge for rides home. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> Sounds like this one might. <laughs> exactly. Have a high price. <laughs> she came back out in a few minutes and hopped in the car. I asked her if she found her glasses and she said, what? Oh, <laughs> my this God. Bitch. This bitch. You have. OK, first of all, <laughs> just no. At least remember what you're lying about. <laughs> right. Lie better. Lie <laughs> better. Lie better. As, oh, my God. She said, oh, no, uh, they weren't there. I asked oh. if we should just call like it your quits. breath smells like fried chicken. What were you doing? <laughs> oh, what were you doing in there? <laughs> oh my god! I asked if we should just call it quits for the night. She said, "No, let's just go to the sports bar." Foolishly, I did. At the sports bar, she spent a long time staring at the menu. She could not decide on any of the things on that menu. Finally, she walked the waiter through a magically concocted off-menu what? request with steak and shrimp and a whole lot of crazy. She is punishing this man for yes. not getting that $5 meal. That's right. She's like, I'm going to order the most expensive thing on this menu because you should have listened to me. She, he should have left her there. Yeah. Then, then she also ordered a large platter of chicken nuggets, okay. an actual $15 entree slash shareable appetizer. The nuggets came out at the same time as my burger, but she didn't eat a single one of them. <gasps> what a bitch. About this 20 bitch. minutes later, her off-menu monstrosity came out, and she made it through about half of it. Of course. She reminded me frequently that it would have been much oh, cheaper to have eaten I at her aunt's house. I hate her. I said, based on the fact that she just ordered off-menu and got two different entrees, I could see that she was determined to make the case. She said, so you don't date much, huh? Oh. <gasps> Well, when she was done eating, she had the waiter box up her huge off-menu leftovers and then completely untouched giant pile of nuggets, and I took her back home and drove away. I do credit her for having given me that experience since the next time I ran into someone who ordered two entrees and only ate one, 
I cheerfully scooped up the other one and took it with me. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. sir. Oh, my gosh. Oh, (laughs) wow. That was a (laughs) journey, dude. Uh, I (laughs) am... I need to know more about know that about family the aunt's, situation. Aunt's house, the five dollar meal. What's man? going on in there? I kind of wish he'd gone in just so we could know. Like, no, I, I, I am <laughs> glad that he did not. That <laughs> is a trap. No, I mean we just did listen to. I mean we just did an episode on fried green tomatoes, and uh, yeah, you don't know what's going on in there. What if they would have killed you and listen, put you in barbecue? I don't listen. <laughs> I, I do think she just owed her aunt five dollars. Uh, okay, thank Honestly. you. It's five dollars, exactly. <laughs> and she was like, "Hey, give me some food, real quick." Yeah, let me eat some of this. Wow, Damn. a journey. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, Cassie, you've got the tainted love this week. I sure do. Okay, so my tainted love. First of all, I have to give a shout out to um, Rachel Moore, who sent this to us via Instagram. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. So she sent an article that was from a Tumblr and it was... Uh, She's power- been a worstie forever. Shout out to yeah, her. Yes. Power Privilege Money Tumblr. And so the the article there was um, had a lot of information, but it wasn't like necessarily... It was, it was, it read kind of funny. So I was like, okay, I kind of, at first I was like, this is a fake story. I literally oh, read it, it like and I was a like, creepy pasta. I did. I okay. was like, this is, I, so the way I read it was like, this isn't real. So I did, I, I did a little diving. I was like, okay. So I found the person and I was like, okay, they do have a grave. And then, and then the, their like find my grave had like their memorial almost exactly word for word what was in the thing. And I was like, okay, is there like somebody just going around writing creepy pastas about people and then finding like old people's graves and writing like stories about them. I mean, that's where my head was going. Please let that be my legacy. (laughs) I I want that to be my legacy. I want to die. And then I just want someone to make it like a creepy pasta about it. Create some bullshit. This person looks like this. And so I was like, I was like determined. I was like, okay, well, if this is real, I'm going to find real articles. So, right. I did. Wow. I found. Did the work. I talked. Jesus. Did I? (laughs) And fucking how? Dude, I was spent literally all day yesterday just just doing the research. I, I gotta be honest. I admire it. I yeah. admire it because like, look, I Oof. oftentimes leave my tainted loves to like the day before. Oh, I did. And then I'm like, I cannot. I cannot like go like investigating. Go, yeah. go like find a graving uh, this Oof. situation. So great. So I got some of my information from a blog called Half Pudding Half Sauce. I also found an article from Time Magazine. The article has no byline, but it's from 1964. I found an original article from a justice story from Reading Eagle by Ruth Reynolds that was written um, around the same time, 1964. So these are all, everything I found was actual newspaper clippings. It was like having to like stretch it out, make it really big and like slide along. God it bless was, newspapers.com. Oh God, newspapers.com. Oh. Journey. So That's let, fun though. So let me tell you, first of all, I just want to, it's a sad, this is a sad story. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the story is about Marjorie Winifield Kendall, who was born in 1897, the daughter of a telegrapher for the railroads uh, in Missouri. 
Okay. So I'm looking at you again. I know. It's Keegan, okay. Always. Yeah, it's a Winifeld in, in a Winifred. Missouri. A, a Winifred. Winifred. Oh, yes. okay. Great, a Winifred. Okay. Yes. Oh, did I say Winifred? Yes, you did. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, I gave everything it's over all good. to you. It's, she was born Marjorie Winifred Kendall. Okay. Sorry. Maybe the Winifred and Kendall I got put together and then it was all you. <laughs> um, born in Missouri, again, to a telegrapher for the the railroads. She moved to New York when she was fairly young, like, you know, as soon as she could. Off to the big city. Yeah. The Time art, uh, Magazine article describes her as a tall, blonde beauty. Mm. She starts dancing as a Ziegfeld girl. And it seems that this is where she catches the eye of a Wallace C. Bird. Wallace was a wealthy, wealthy with a capital W, a capital E, a capital A, a capital L, a capital T, a capital H, and a capital Y. (laughs) All right. This mofo is a wealthy. He gets money. Okay. He's the heir of a standard oil investor. Oh. Yeah. He got that standard oil money. I'm feeling very like like Gilded Age vibes right now. Yeah. Perfect that you say that because... This is exactly the area that we are stepping into. Soon enough, he's winning over Winnie and they get married and settle on Long Island near Oyster Bay and the Farnworth estate, which is exactly that a gilded age mansion estate. Wow. This is an elaborate 80 acre, 50 room estate that features horse stables, gardens, decadent pool, and it literally is like a masterpiece of the Gilded Age. It I is can't absolutely that. Even comprehend that kind of wealth. Like yeah. that's just I so I I I think we all do it sometimes like Zillow porn. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't Zillow porn this. This is so this isn't even in the route. Ra- this is yeah. like family wealth generational yeah. wealth. Generational. Every time I look at, at a property that's like even close to being that big, I'm like like I just I'm tired clean that much. I get tired cleaning my one bedroom West you're, Hollywood you're apartment. Not you're not. That's I'm like, if you have that kind of money, you ain't cleaning. Well, it's exactly like I mean, <laughs> if you watch the show Gilded Age, which I have been keep keeping up with watching it. But Me like, too. yeah, I mean, like you're not managing your own like staff anything at all no. like mm-hmm. it's like you have staff yes. for every little thing well so, so yeah. much like, so that they have staff helms so they have like a super t- the superintendent for their right. property has yeah. their, uh, his own house and the houses that they have for like their superintendent they're like nice houses girl yeah one of my <laughs> regulars at my old job like his job was to be like basically a property supervisor yeah. so like there's a lot of money um uh in, in LA that is not that doesn't live in LA they come from like overseas oh, yeah. and they have these huge houses and so his job is to like when they come here they he manages yeah everything yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that's yeah. I mean I mean and a good gig too honestly. like when we were reading the five that that novel or that book oh about I love that book the victims of Jack, Jack the Ripper like that was a huge thing like if you could get a gig where like you lived as like a live-in mm-hmm. kind of like manager manager yeah. or even just like a, a servant or a driver or whatever where you got your own like yeah. home on someone else's estate that was a big big deal yeah we know? used to have a, a friends that we don't anymore but they had a place that they used to manage the entire building they had a beautiful apartment oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that they got for free because they managed yep. the building yeah so anyway they were living in luxury mm-hmm. yeah. like full luxury big Wallace. come up from missouri Hi. oh honey and i mean 
beautiful woman. And it's, they seem to, it's funny because one of the articles I read was like, she wasn't into him. He was shorter than her. And I'm like, and literally nothing else that I read said that. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know. It seems as though they had a nice relationship and a good marriage because, you know, they, they lived in this beautiful place. They, they threw lavish parties. They, you know, they were just real socialites. They did the thing. They were on the scene. They, you know, there's no real tell of them not ever being just a happy couple. So right. they just have a beautiful life. He is, and neither of them have to do really anything from what I can understand. I mean, he's just got inherited all the wealth. So they have a beautiful property horses she wanted to be a film star so he would record her and he would film her doing scenes and it was mm-hmm. just like a, it was like a really i mean i can imagine it being a really fun life right? yeah he had an affinity for cars though he had a 27 car garage and that was like his thing he okay, loved it's too many yeah and yes. too many cars <laughs> had like, a yeah. real car fetish and so like this was like his his jam he collected cars but their love affair came to an abrupt end only 15 years after they had moved into this home. And in 1941, Wallace crashed his private sports plane near upstate New York. And it was a devastating blow to to the, her. She, yeah. she ended up moving immediately into the superintendent's home. home. Yeah, the yeah. superintendent's mm-hmm. home because she was like, I don't want to be in this house. She had had his cr- the crash all of the remains from the crash boxed up and sent to the house and put into the sub basement. So it does, it does seem like there was some love there. There was like yeah. feeling between them. At oh, least, you know. she yeah. was so devastated yeah. that she went into a really deep state of depression and ended up going to doctor's hospital in Manhattan and, you know, going to the hospital as like a, an inpatient. Yeah. Um, but they said that she was kind of an eccentric woman and she ended up, she would go, she only packed, she, they said, silk nightgowns and dress clothes so she would sleep all day and go out at night i'm like what kind of hospital is this? yeah I, really they're like we have a come and go policy Apparently. here like she's got the come and go money is what she got she was like well, i do what i want that's what i was gonna say is it's so interesting when you look back at history that like everything changes and nothing changes where like if you have that kind of wealth for a certain yeah. amount of time you are not part of reality anymore yeah. like you just don't know what like people do yeah. anymore some, of, the, some like, of those like actual like gilded age balls first of all i uh, had no idea that they started like people would literally Really leave their houses at 11 o'clock at night to go to these like balls well, so i'm like on cocaine so, so funny <laughs> because i'm like it really was like old-timey clubbing yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah uh-huh. you're like, like the heaviest dress you've ever seen in your whole <laughs> yeah. fucking life but yeah, yeah but they would like wear costumes and stuff and it's it's really cool i i really you know we're both watching the the gilded uh-huh. age yeah. i want to watch I want it, too. it yeah i want it to be more like that it right right now no. it's it's very much they, they're really i mean i'm still very much enjoying it but it's a lot of the like political kind of yeah. uh society sort of stuff right now which i am enjoying but definitely i'm like give me some spice at some spicy balls i want spicy age yeah i want to <laughs> see i want to see Gilded. because if i'm having to watch rich people i want to watch rich people do like just over the top rich people shit. Yeah. Like, give me some like Gatsby level partying. Yes. Correct. You know? So, I mean, that's kind of the life that they had had is that, that Gatsby level life. I mean, really excess, excess yeah. to the max. And, you know, even, even from doctor's hospital, it seems as though she was still living 
semi living her life. She's but like, I mean, I'll be back in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Bye. But, but apparently, I I don't know what drives someone to you know submit themselves into a hospital to then be like just sleep all day and then go out. All, I don't know. Like maybe that's loneliness. Maybe that's right. I don't know where that she, comes from. She, it's definitely it's like a sense of depression. There's definitely something going yeah, on. Yeah, it's not like she didn't have the money to have people. You know, she had all. It's not like she, she needed someone to take care wants. of her yeah. because, like, you could have hired in-house help to For take sure. care of you. Well, she did. Yeah. So it's just she like just. I think big picture, she brought that plane back. She put it in the house, and that house is now goes. They said that she left literally to go put herself in the hospital they she left the house windows oh, open never just was like bye and did not look back i think she was wanted to separate herself from that entirely i think that there was a love there that was really real yeah. mm-hmm. i think that there was devastation that she couldn't even comprehend to, yeah. to the point where she was just like i need to move remove myself from it and maybe she wanted to be in the city too because True. like sometimes i feel like people need to get out of that quietness of the country, even if it's yes. just to go to the city, just because the city is so busy that it can like fill your brain with stuff. Hi, I'm right here. <laughs> You're speaking to me. Do I need the brain to put noises in my head so I don't put the, my own in? Yeah. 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 It's great for that. Um, the thing is, is that she had initially at this time, this is 1941. She did want to move to Europe and she was like, but at the time the war was happening. So it seemed to that delayed her, her trip, her plan 1951 is that what you said 41 41 okay is when when he had passed so she did spend some time like i said in the city a lot of time in the hospital um she yeah and never ended up living back in the home ever again and she did by 1948 move to europe and she did she made a home for herself in one of the hotels in paris and she made a home for herself as well in lausanne uh, Switzerland. What so she a had, life. I know, right? Can you imagine? Yeah. Can't but even imagine. The funny thing is, is that this at this time, you know, as she's living kind of this lap of luxury life still, kind of a little bit, she's people there is a quote in the Time article, and you should also remember that both of these articles were written in nineteen sixty four. So neither of them are taking pulling any punches in the way that they represent people. But they the time quote is Winnie was a joke on the society scene. Oof. At 51, her beauty faded. She was a hopeless hypochondriac who existed on spaghetti and prunes. I mean, they came God. for her. Wow. It's really rude. They came for her. Like, they just do not describe her as nice at all. Like, they just really... So just know anything I'm saying nice about her is because of my own speculative, just like trying to be nice to this person well, because they are just, yeah. I mean, society ooh, snobbery want, is real. So. Well, and also like when hasn't the United States not hated women, oh, okay. like especially okay. women of a certain age. Okay. You know, like once you lose your quote unquote value, mm-hmm. meaning your youth, like, I mean, fate, beauty faded, hopeless, hy- hypochondriac, existed on spaghetti and prunes also where do i see myself in 40 years Same. i mean <laughs> also yeah god forbid you're dealing with any mental health issues oh. whatsoever yeah that's a oh, moral yeah. failing clearly oh of course yeah of course um the, when he was though i mean 
for, for all, all that being said, Winnie was still doing okay. She had plenty of money. She really, she inherited all of her husband's fortune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she, there yeah, was no one to tell you with. how much I would care about yeah. anybody if I like, crying into money. your wads of cash. She, just, <laughs> she literally, a hundred percent, because I mean, at that time, she's getting $300,000 a year as her just annual, like, <laughs> in 1940s money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we're talking. Like she's, and that's just interest on not like she's not cutting into the wealth. Right. That's just her annual. Oh my God. That's just her annual. Like, I'd like that in deal. 2022 money, please. Okay, please. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Um, so because of that though, uh, it's, it seems the way that they, they want to say it is because she had money. She also was lucky enough to buy herself friends. I don't know that that's true, but I do know that she does ha- has built herself a little bit of an entourage. In that entourage, it includes a Nicholas Sturza. He is a quote unquote prince who has so many fake princes, so many princes. I feel like in the Lots. 20th century. Like everybody's just like, I'm a prince. I'm a Lots, shah. Lots of princes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he claims to be a prince. He says that during the war, his family land was devastated, of course, by the war. And he's from, you know, a Romanian you know, whatever down on his luck. Yeah. Just, you know, just a real down on his luck guy. They lost all their wealth and, but he is a prince and he does for some reason have a lot of ends in the society life. And so she doesn't really think too much of it when he, she meets him at a party in 1950 um, at this point. And, you know, she it's just like, you're so much better than just a hat salesman. And as a prince, you, sh- you should not have to be doing the job. Like, why don't you come work for me? as my own personal like companion and also my um, quote unquote secretary. But it seems as though like a lot of the, for somebody who was so, you know, despite being a real joke on the society scene, they seem to still want to write about her still keen to tell you stories about this joke on the society scene and that she was like in love with Nikki and they were going to get married. And like the, it seems as though society saw them as a couple the Time article, though, said that at at that point, Nikki had been arrested twice for being homosexual. So mm, okay. I don't know if she had known that, if he was playing her. I don't know where that lives. Mm-hmm. In, right. In, in, in their her, relationship. In their yeah. relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um. But the she lived at a hotel, like I said, in, in Paris. And the people at the hotel were just like... She was obnoxious. They like said they, well, the Time article said that they hated her. And the article I read in, from the Reading newspaper, they were like, hated her. She had two dogs named Timothy and Snooky. I'm sorry, a dog named Timothy. I was about to say that a dog named Timothy is hilarious. <laughs> and I love it. I, Tim, I, little Timmy, love naming animals oh, people names. That's my favorite. I think it's so it's funny. Awesome. <laughs> Timothy. Timothy. Timothy, get off the couch. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so funny. I it's so funny because it's so hard to tell the story because I just I feel for this woman. But I do too. We but also like there is this part of me that's also like eat the rich. Yeah. That's also oh, like she truly she probably there is a possibility she could have been just an awful True. wench to deal with. Like when you have that True. kind of money where you don't really have to be confronted with the consequences of your actions. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. That's, and it's, that's it's, kind of what I meant when I said, like, everything changes, but nothing changes. In mm-hmm. that, like, when you have this kind of obscene wealth, it does 
rewire your brain. Like there's actually science behind it. Yeah, like life wealth is and so power different. rewires your brain. And it actually, you know, I, I, I read a really interesting article talking about like how the mirror receptors in your brain sh- shut off in the uber wealthy in the same way or in, and in the uber powerful in the same way they would if you had a traumatic brain injury. Oh, so wow. your ability to like empathize with people who are yep. less fortunate with you but drastically that decreases. Way. Yes, but how like Kanye wasn't raised that way either. So anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the hotel that she was staying at said, you know, like I said, they were like, oh, she's awful to deal with. But we did feel really bad for her when her nightgown caught on fire because of her the heater in her room. So she ended up in the hospital. She was because of like her nightgown caught on fire. They had to take her to the hospital. She was in the hospital for quite a long time. This is when she gets hooked on barbiturates. Though. Oh, yeah. no. And this is probably the 50s. I feel like yep. that was such a common story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, Nikki, who is her companion, still her paid companion, who's being paid $1,000 a week to be her secretary slash companion. <laughs> Where can I get that job? Amen. Still, today's money would yeah. take it. Um, Nikki does find uh, a Dr. Savoy who in 1958 um, is brought on with an $18,000 retainer and is paid $1,500 a month to take care of her once she gets out of the hospital. The doctor does keep her heavily medicated and as she's healing, which I think she probably needs initially. Yeah, burn. Yeah. I mean, like imagine how, how ill you are that you would have to, that pain that you'd be in. So, um, but as of July of 1961, when, when he passes, it would have been easy to conclude that she had probably just, you know, anything could have happened. I mean, this woman had kind of been through a lot. So, you know, Winnie at some point though did did let Dr. Savoy go. And uh, but he had still was keeping her in supply of barbiturates through a local druggist and Nikki would pick it up. Would pick it up and make sure that she always had them available. Mm. So much so that they said eighteen thousand of them. Eighteen thousand? Yes. Pills. That's a lot of pills. Thousand. Pills. Wow. Were prescribed mm. to her. Well, I'd be really interested to see what her will looks like. Well, that's so funny. You should ask because this all comes to a head because her lawyer, um, Mr. Edward Watts, was headed to meet her. He had been working for her. He had taken over for somebody who had left the the thing. the The estate had always been handled by this firm, by this law firm. And Edward Watts was finally he was actually headed to Europe to meet her. Because he had heard that she was sick, so he wanted to make sure that she was all taken care of. There were some weird things that happened. She had asked personally for her will, her original will, to be sent over because there might be some changes she wanted to make. Mm -hmm. So there were some weird things going on that he wanted to step in and find out what the scoop was. She had been an expat for a while, but he literally arrives the day after she passes. So he arrives in Europe to find out that she had passed, I think, either that morning or the morning before that he arrived. So it was very like he was heading there to make sure that she, you know, to find out what was going on. And it all just happened to be. But the thing was, is that Watts had only known that she had a broken leg. It was a very weird situation. There's a lot of like really sketchy things. So he's the one who brought it to the attention of like like bringing this up like he's like okay so we're you know 
there's just a lot of suspicion going on. And so when he arrives, he knows that she has a lot of jewels that she had spent money on. He knows that she has a will. All these things are missing from her places. Like, like they're not there. So he's like, hey, Nikki, Secretary Nikki, companion Nikki, whatever happened to all these jewels right? that she had? What happened to all of, like, where's her will? I don't know. It's all shoulders from Nikki. He has no clue where all of this stuff is. And so Sturza, who is Nikki, um, he asked um, at some point before all this, he had asked the banker, his her Swiss banker, uh, for $10,000 of the $55,000 that she had been getting transferred into that bank. He was like, can we have $10,000 of that? And the banker was like, you know, I can't just authorize that. I really need to right. see her. And he's like, well, she's just not well. You know, uh, okay. Well, then I can't give you the money. I don't and know what you like, want well, me to do. Exactly right. Yeah, he's like, I well, I can't do it. I need to see her. I appreciate that from Thank that banker you. because, like, a lot of times in these stories, they're like, oh, good point. Okay, well, here's the money, and you're like, <laughs> what? I don't feel like that's feel like good you can do security. That. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. He's like, no problem. I'll come to you. And so he comes to the home or, or her place at in Switzerland where she stay in Lausanne, and turned away first two times. She's just too ill. And the third time he does make it in and he describes in quotes, she was in a shocking state, weak, crazy eyed, incoherent in speech, arm in a sling. She had ordered everyone out of the room. She She hopped up on like however many pills. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, everybody leave except for the guy who was there from the bank. And she's like, when they were alone, quote, when alone, she whispered, I am in great danger. They broke my arm. <gasps> Cable my New York bank and have them send me two armed American bodyguards. Wow. I can't believe that they let her be alone with him in the room. Well, funny enough, he did reach out to the consulate, but then he reached out a couple days later and was like, never mind. She was, you know, a little out of it and wasn't what? lucid. What? Oh my God. Though that's people not, re- well, that's people not respecting women or the elderly. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Fifty-one. Yeah. I mean, that's barely elderly. I mean, or well, well in, yeah. the 50s. in the fifties. I mean, that's. I mean, well, back then that was probably. <laughs> well, and it, but it's also a woman but, on pills, right? Yeah. Where like the mentality. This is still You're a time hysterical, right? This is still a time Ugh. when you could literally like lock a woman in an insane asylum just because you didn't like the or way she was behaving. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like that's not. Yeah. So at this point, though, uh, Doctor Savoy is, you know, still in charge of her. I mean, and she's she's frightened. She has definitely like reached out to people and has asked for help, but everybody's just kind of like, well, she's she's a bit of a she's quote, eccentric crazy lady, right, yeah. you know, she's like an eccentric she's eccentric person. She takes yeah. drugs. We can't be trusted, mm-hmm. you know. So they have created Nikki and Dr. Uh, Savoy have really really created the scenario around her where she's kind of isolated now. And the only one that seems to be taking this seriously is her American bank, who is like probably just looking out for their fortune. Oh, they they don't give a shit probably are. about her. Yeah, they're like, make sure there's nothing shady in the will where we're going to lose this amazing lucrative account. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But again, by the time he gets there, but it's because he gets there that the flags are raised. In in her last days, the, the one of the nurses that was on staff had had called a different doctor um, because Dr. Savoy was out of town. And this is literally days before Watts arrives. And uh, this other doctor was like, oh, my God, she needs blood transfusions immediately. And 
they he ordered all of this stuff and they were like and then so dr savoy comes in the nick of time and he's like oh don't don't worry about those don't worry i'm just gonna give her this shot and the shot was enough to basically just knock her out and a powerful sedative basically uh, that eventually she just dies and he is the one who's the doctor on scene so he just marks her um uh cause of death cause of death as a double hemorrhage a double Listen, cerebral hemorrhage no big deal we say it all the time on this podcast but like y'all gotta get yourself some friends who you can trust to look mm-hmm. out for your interests and it is not a prince that's harder to do though when you have that amount of money true. you see it all the time you with lottery winners yeah. and everything like that and it's 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 tragic it's hard enough to trust people day in day out when you don't have that massive amount yeah. of wealth you know for yeah. them to take advantage mm-hmm. of and it's but it sounds Sad. like their relationship, her relationship with her husband was so insular. Like they had all these parties and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like she had a lot of true genuine friends, friends right. like outside of that. And maybe it would be different if you could have had someone to lean on when your husband passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which doesn't sound like she did. No. Well, it might've been the time too. I mean, we're seeing the same thing uh, with the Gilded Age where she, yeah. she got brought into money she's not from money the That's way right. her husband is so i'm sure that she did didn't get that connection with other people in that right. class because oh yeah they probably turned their noses up at yeah her. Oh, for sure. especially when she was gone judgment mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's true and and you're thinking too she moved to new york she met this guy and all all during a very crucial age when you do start to make friends and female friends and and, well, and she probably left all of the friends because she probably yeah. did make friends when she first she moved did. to New York. Like, well, she made friends in high school too. They had yeah. interviewed somebody she went to school with and they, you know, fondly referred to her by her nickname. And and she so, was a yeah. Zigfeld girl, which means yeah. that they probably like went out and stuff together. But yeah, you have to drop all of those people when you enter a certain class sure. uh, in society. Well, they moved time. away from it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes, that was the city, but you're, you're now in all, Long Island, which is, yeah, it's close enough, but it's also not a world days. apart. Yeah. It's yeah. also yeah. a world apart. Oyster Bay, you're like in a totally different world, you know? Yeah. Um, at any rate, they did um they did investigate deeper because of Watts, because of the attorneys from the US were like, mm, this is sus. They did find all of her jewels. Well, no, they didn't find all of them. They found a lot of the jewels in Sousa's very own personal safe. And they found parts of her will in the safe, everything except for the signed last page. Like it was a lot of really suspect stuff. And then he was like, oh, yeah, but she told me to do that because she said those jewels would be mine. They came to find out the investigators did a lot of digging and they found out that when she went to buy the jewels, she was so dosed that she barely was coherent in any of the trips that she went to buy the jewels. It's that so they sad. basically just dosed the shit out of her and and took, took her, her shopping. Took her shopping. God, that is so yeah. sad. What's going to make you even more upset, though, is that Dr. Savoy did lose his license, but the only th- time he gets for murder is seven years. Seven years yeah. for premeditated murder. And Nick... For the robbery and for the scamming basically only gets four years. Wow. Yeah. So it's just wow. a sad, tragic story to see like someone so someone who could have had probably an amazing life got so swindled and so taken advantage of. 
Right. And, yeah. And grief you know. and loneliness do things to a person. Oh, and like that, it's just so, oh, that's so sad. It's just me. I just kept picturing her as the, the, uh, Jennifer Coolidge from <gasps> oh White Lotus. Oh, I still have not watched <laughs> White Lotus. I know I need to watch it. But I keep, when you were I telling that in my head. I story, I kept picturing Jennifer Coolidge because she's so sad. That whole oh. thing is she's trying to, you know, get rid of her mother or whatever. Oh my God. It just, uh, uh, good story i'd never heard of it before i hadn't either and it was like like i said when i first read the 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 original tumblr article i was like this doesn't even sound real dude there are some <laughs> really interesting gilded age heiresses who were like hermits oh yeah like yeah, yeah. uh what's mm-hmm. her name face uh henrietta yep i read um, that book yeah it's good mm-hmm. so yeah oh good one well what are you guys watching this week um, I'm not really watching anything new. I mean, I think I told you guys last week that I had finally watched Judas and the Black Messiah, which highly recommend, of course, like that's a story everybody should know about. I mean, having grown up with this kind of like Black Panthers are terrorist propaganda <laughs> that I feel like was was uh, definitely something that I grew up with. It's it's important to educate yourself on Cointelpro and everything yep. that happened around that. So I would mm-hmm. recommend watching that movie. But mostly I've been reading. I've just been reading. Mm-hmm. So like that's what I've been up to. I read Sally Rooney's Beautiful World, Where Are You? Which, gosh, I have a lot of feelings about. But if you want a contemporary fiction, which I feel like we don't have a lot of, literally like the last chapter of that book takes place in the pandemic. So like it is very, very current Mm. and it speaks a lot to these like feelings we have of like, like there's one passage in the book that I read to Anthony yesterday because it, it really does speak to like how I feel about like you want to be, we're so connected now and you want to be so involved in 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 the world and like like writing injustices in the world and being aware of climate change and and everything else that's going on but as like human beings we're so interested in each other and each other's lives Mm -hmm. and like that's really what matters to us and it's kind of amazing that we have room for that in our brains with everything else that's going on so yeah, yeah it's an interesting uh read if you are interested in that awesome mine is real lightweight um, I watched Fried Green Tomatoes and I was in the mood for oh, something yeah. nostalgic and I watched Romancing the Stone. Nice. I've never seen it before. Me neither. Really? Well, I, mean, I mean, I probably did when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything about it. And I was mm-hmm. ta- asking Chris, I'm like, do you remember? I'm like, have you watched it? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, what do you remember about it? And he pretty much described the cover of the movie, which is about as much as I remember of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Swinging so, on a vine yeah, in front of a like, waterfall. Oh, yeah. Falling down a mudslide, her falling, him falling into her crotch is about as much as I remembered yeah. of that movie. And I... I was like, this was delightful. Fun. Yeah. It's yeah. exact and I'm like, do I want to watch Jewel of the Nile? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. do. I mean, I just I love Catherine. Oh. Gosh, what's her name? Yeah. Gosh, she's amazing. I love oh. her. Kathleen yeah. Turner. Kathleen yes. Turner. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have a very weird uh recommendation that um <laughs> Eric and I put on last night to go to sleep to, and I wasn't in a wholly ready for how amazingly fun it is okay it's a show called making fun on netflix okay and it's like a group of guys that are builders and different like welders and oh, stuff this is right up your alley they take requests from children 
who they're like, can you build us a 12 foot tall dinosaur that pukes tacos? And then they build it. Like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. So these kids and they're like the tone of it. It's really similar to this show called Uh, if anybody has seen that where it's it's very much has that same vibe and some of the same editing. And it's just really cute and really fun. And they build these like insane things like two unicorns on a bicycle (laughs) racing that fart glitter. They they build that. And it's really cute and fun. So it's something that we put on to fall asleep to that that we ended up getting invested in. Yeah, that feels totally like your your vibe. (laughs) So dorky. But also still really incredibly invested in Severance. Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I cannot say enough. I am how keeping up on Severance. Incredible the show is. I'm also really enjoying Raised by Wolves. Oh, if anybody yeah. wants to talk to me about that, I would love to entertain a discussion. Chris would. <sighs> he watched all of it. He loved it. I know. Um, so if you've got something that we should watch, read, anything like that, if you want to just reach out and say hello to us, go to our one-stop shop of a website. It's myworstatepodcast.com. And we love you so much. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.